is in the building. <laughs> Whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning, thank you for tuning to another episode of the Cho Show Podcast here on AllSportReport.com. I'm your host, JG Smooth, and I know I promised two podcasts last week. I had all intents and purposes intended on doing that. Um, we even got the interview done Friday uh, afternoon. We had time, but it, it, after reviewing the interview, it was such a good interview uh, that I did not want it to get lost in the shuffle of Bedlam Weekend, so I decided to wait and put it out this week um and and, and so as promised uh i'm, I'm bringing you in another cho show one-on-one special um and as promised it is with a uco player and as promised it is with a uco senior and again as promised because i'm all about here trying to maintain my promises uh it is somebody that i have mentioned numerous times before on the podcast uh, it, it is someone that i, I am uh I am honored to call a friend of mine. Uh, uh, he 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 was one of the first people that I met uh, on campus. Um, and uh, if you do not know by now, I am referring to um, University of Central Oklahoma senior defensive end Eli Hooks. Uh, I spoke to Eli uh, Friday afternoon ahead of his final home game at Wellington Stadium against Emporia State. Uh, we, we will be discussing that game in more detail uh, this week as well on the regular Chosha podcast. Uh, so you want to stay tuned for that. But um, I, I had an opportunity to sit down with Eli for the first time in a while and uh, talk to him about a wide variety of things. Uh, I, I do want to thank Eli again for taking the time to talk to me. Um, he was he was very candid. He was very open, uh, and 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 I, I appreciated it. Um, he was he was honest, and, and I think all all in all, it was a great interview, and it, it caused me to push this back. So that that is what what I what I did it is about a thirty four minute long interview, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, again, sit back, relax, enjoy the interview, and I will talk to you all at the end. We're joined by uh, University of, of Central Oklahoma senior uh, in Eli Hooks. Eli, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, I don't know if you're aware, we have talked about you extensively in the podcast, so people know what you do on the field, but don't know about the Eli Hooks off the field. So would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, man, for sure. Thank you for having me, first okay. off, man. I really appreciate it. I know we've, uh, you know, we've been friends since... I've pretty, we've, you know, got to UCL, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I grew up in Edmond pretty much all my life, uh, other than two years whenever I was a kid, but man, this is, uh, really been my home the whole time. I went to Deer Creek, my mom taught out there, so I was able to go out there and play football out there and, uh, man, it was, uh, it was a struggle kind of coming up through high school. Uh, you know, I was kind of undersized, a lot, not a lot of recruiting, you know, coming out of high school, except for a few schools. And, um, 
thankfully, uh, you know, UCO, you know, offered me about a week out from signing day, which was also my birthday. Oh, hey, hey, what a birthday year. present, huh? Yeah, man, it was a really nice birthday <laughs> present to be able to sign, you know, to the school that I really wanted to go to uh, on my birthday. So, but man, it's it's been such a journey. Uh, these are probably the, year, the years that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life, to be honest, man. A uh, lot of lot of memories that I've created, and I only have a few more to make with the football team. So, um, so you just mentioned that you you had, didn't have any offers until a week out. So, if UCO did not offer you, what was your plan of action? Well, originally, I was actually committed to Henderson State, uh, where Smelser was at. Coach Smelser was at. Uh, prior to coming here that summer. Um, and, you know, then UCO finally offered me and I accepted that and then came here. Um, but if I wasn't really gonna get any any uh, any offers, I was probably just gonna go to school for kinesiology, but I obviously changed that a couple of times. <laughs> I went from kinesiology to psychology. Now I'm finally at interpersonal communication. Uh, I'll be at OSU hopefully in the fall for um, marriage and family therapy. That's that's what I want to go for. So I'm in the process of application. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, I actually remember during the summer uh, coming into UCO, I was sitting waiting for a workout uh, with Coach Black at the time, who was our strength and conditioning coordinator. Um, and Coach Smelser walks in the door. <laughs> and man, I'm doing my best just to hide my face with my with my lifting card. And he sees me and he says, Man, you thought you could get away. <laughs> You thought you could escape my grips, but you couldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. Interesting sales. <laughs> so, um, what would you say was was the biggest adjustment from from uh, Deer Creek to UCL? Well, really, it's just it's just high. I mean, yeah, basically, high school to, to college ball is, is the speed of the game, man, and the fact that nobody on the field is a scrub <laughs> any longer. You know, you're not going against tackles that are uh, you know 200 pounds, right. if that. And you know the you know everybody's fast. You know you can be 18, 19 years old going up against somebody who's 27. Mm -hmm. You know, at times that's that doesn't happen often, but it can happen. You know, so I mean, Nick Koenig, whenever uh, he was here, I think he was 27, 28. Jonathan Preston from last year was 28, 9, 28, 29. You know, so uh, you're going against men, you know, out of high school, and uh, it just takes a, a, a you know a season or two to adapt to that. So. Um, when when UCO made all their uh, upgrades to the weight room and whatnot, I saw they they interviewed you uh, for a little YouTube clip of it. Uh, I want to ask what what you know you being here before the construction of the uh, facility we're at now to the construction to where it is now. What what does that mean to you to see uh, the investment from from the from the school uh, in the program? 
Man, they were actually, I think they were talking to uh, to the seniors whenever I came in about this building. Mm-hmm. So they've been wanting to, you know, get this project along for a long time, a long, long time. And, you know, coming in, uh, they were talking about it and then that huge breakthrough with um, the CEO of Paycom, something Richardson, I can't remember, his first name escapes me, but, um, you know, his huge donation for this building came in and, you know, uh, the dream really became a reality whenever they took down the trees uh, in the back of the end zone. You know, that's where that's where, that's where we did a lot of our drills, uh, you know, just, you know, and then to, to see that progress, you know, this this where we're sitting right now, a story below, you should just be grass and tree. Uh, a tree line, you know, and a mm. soccer field behind it, you know, and to, and to be standing where that was and be able to work out uh, in one of the, you know, the best Division II, uh, if not the best Division II facility, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's something, you know, you, you really don't, you really can't comprehend until you're inside of it and you're able to, you know, see how much progress has been, you know, made. Right. Um, the progress. You you guys made a lot of. We had have made a lot of progress this season. You had you got off to a slow start there, and have been on a roll of late. And you, to you, what has been the biggest key to the recent success? You know, <clears throat> we had a lot of uh, new faces uh, in some spots uh, uh, on the offensive side and on the defensive side. We have a few new faces as well. You know, pretty much having to replace our entire interior defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and just a few young guys that needed to grow up, and they've done a, an amazing job of it. You know, on both sides of the ball, the guys that had to fill some shoes. You know, we lost Carson Smith from last year. Jonathan Preston graduated. You know, so we had some uh, some big shoes to fill. You know, we've had some, a lot of guys step up and mature, mm-hmm. and uh, you know come to fruition, man. It's it's been awesome to be able to watch the offense, you know, go from that first game and watch them, you know, as the season's progressed and just see how much they have, they themselves have progressed, you know. Right. It's, you know, they're playing a lot more together, you know, and they're, they're uh, flying around the field, man. It's, it's nice to watch them go do that while we're just sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> just drive down the field, you know. <laughs> Man, you can kind of you kind of say assume yourself shorter. You guys posted uh, three straight shutouts for I believe what is the uh, first time since 1979, or the second time since 1942. So uh, that being said, what does that? I know you, you, you obviously take pride in that, but what does that mean to post three straight shutouts? And you know, to me, it's simply leaving a legacy and a standard for the years to come <laughs> for the people. You know, the players that are going to be here for the following years, you know, I want them to be able to look back and say, you know what, that's the bar that we have to set, you know, from the very beginning. And, man, I hope it just pushes, you know, the younger guys to to work harder and see what is, you know, attainable. You know, obviously, it's it's great to have the three shutouts in a row and leave that kind of legacy. Uh, But, you know, we still got some work to do for this week right. and some postseason work to put in, you know. So we're not done uh, 
you know, showing out. So, so dude, you got a you got a big one here against uh, Poria uh, tomorrow at two. Um, it, is, it, is, it is your final home game. Uh, what what do you anticipate uh, the emotions of playing your final game in Wallace Stadium tomorrow? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, to be honest, I've been thinking about this, you know, this day that's coming up tomorrow for the past two and a half weeks. Mm. Um, it's just gotten more emotional uh, as the days have gone by. It's just been in my head, mm. you know, if I'm not in class, sometimes even when I'm in class, I'm thinking about it. You know, it's almost over, mm. you know, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't plan on leaving Wantland with an L in my pocket. There we go. You know, it's, it's, everybody's giving their all. You know, we got, got a lot of guy, young guys playing for the seniors. Um, man, it's, it's something I'm gonna miss forever. There's a lot of emotion behind it. Um, but I think an important note is being able to play with emotion, but not playing emotional, mm -hmm. like Coach Bobek talks about all the time. You know, it's okay to have an emotion in a game, but you can't allow it to completely take over. Right. You know, we, we're going to have, uh, you know, we have a, a nice challenge in front of us coming up tomorrow, and you know, I, you know, it. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> you know, of playing with these guys one last time on this field. Uh, you mentioned playing with the guys. I know your class is a mixture. You had some guys that have been with you from the start, and then you've had some transfers in there. What, what, um, what do you, what can you, what can you say about your fellow seniors? Man, uh, <laughs> just uh, just talking about even just the D line. Mm -hmm. You know, we at the at the beginning of the season, five of the six defensive ends that were in the rotation were seniors. You know, so we have a lot of guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that are going to be heading out after this season. Mm. Um, you know, just a couple of names, uh, you know, Colton Lindsay. You know, we started out as roommates my freshman year. You know, we've been together for a long time. He's one of my best friends. Uh, Trey Warmington is another. He's been here for with me for f all five years. You know, he's uh, he's one of my best friends as well. You know, I'll be in his wedding uh, next June, you know, thankful enough to be one of the groomsmen. So hey, that's hey, awesome. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Congrats, <laughs> congratulations to him on his, uh, you know, his, his marriage and everything. That's so cool. Uh, you know, I know they've been together for him and Addison have been together for a long time. But, you know, there's uh, there's just people that you'll miss, you know, Jordan Stafford. That's one of the, the goofiest characters that I've ever <laughs> ever been involved with, man. You never know what you're gonna get out of that guy whenever I open up the Snapchat for our group snap, man. It's it's uh, it's something else each day. <laughs> uh, you know, there's just there's a lot of guys that have been here with me all five years. Um, you know that that I won't stop being friends with you know mm -hmm. this will this will carry on to the rest of my life and you know even the guys that have only been here for a couple of years or a year you know they're they're special to me mm -hmm. in some sort of way noble library another guy he's only been here for a few years 
<clears throat> but he's he's one of my better friends on the team as well. You know, we have a, we have a lot of guys uh, that have been here that are you know, seasoned players. You know, so. Um, so you've been here for five years now. I, I mean to ask this to players, but I keep forgetting. So I'm gonna ask you what what is it like the, uh, during your redshirt season? Man, it's a lot of uh, learning. <laughs> a lot of learning to be selfless and be humbled. Um, you know, you're not playing mm-hmm. and you're just, you're going and working out uh, right before practice. And then you're going onto the field to service scouts for the guys that actually play. Yeah. You know, you, you, you lose a lot of confidence because, you know, you're not, you're not recognized by the coaches as much because they got to focus on the guys that are playing, yeah. you know, but you get your time in the off season. Um, where you know you're going to actually be able to develop much more uh, during the season, you know, because the team needs to focus on who's playing, not who's serving the scouts. Right. Um, but it, it feels a lot longer than it is because it's you know it's it's a it's a process each day, especially with the workouts and then um, going out to practice immediately after. Man, you know it's a, it's a lot of hard work, especially if you fall behind in grades, man, they will keep you up here all day long. If you're not in class or at Buddy's eating, man, I remember I uh, my second semester because after my first one, man, it was bad. It was bad. I think I had like a 1.4 after my first semester. I failed my first class. Man, it was not good. What are you doing? I man, I was I was uh, living the college life, man. It was it was uh, you know not too proud to talk about some of the certain moments, but you know, uh, man, I was enjoying the life a little too much, and I'm I'm glad I finally was able to buckle down. Mm-hmm. And Coach Bobek was gracious enough to give me a second chance or two. Um, and you know, it's a uh, but yeah, being being a red shirt, it's all it's 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 a grind at times, man. It's not enjoyable. Um, but then again, it is whenever you get to see your team go out there. Uh, my freshman year, I think we ended up eight and three during the regular season. You know, so we had we had guys, especially on defense, that were flying around. Tough guys, Tyler Newton. You know, that's one of the guys that I'll never forget about. Um, you know, he was he was a, a true leader on the defensive side of the ball um, and somebody to look up to and to kind of model, try and model yourself after, you know, down the line. And that's what I've tried to, to, who I've tried to be like the most uh, is him, you know, just a consistent guy. So. Um, So, yeah, so, so you mentioned your struggles early on. So could you walk me through the process of, Coming from that to becoming now a starter and leader on the team, man, it's uh, it was it was a big character process to be honest, man. I, I coming out of high school, I thought, you know, I was a I was a I was a consistent guy, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that wasn't going to be uh, uh, I thought I was going to be unwavered by the by what college had to offer, you know, but uh, some some. Things happened in my life personally that um, made me kind of uh, forego what I really 
wanted to, who I wanted to be, what kind of person I was. <laughs> um, but, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, working with some of the guys, you know, Coach Smelser and I have, have had a past. And, you know, we've butted heads multiple times before, man. Um, verbal, you know, exchanges between the two of us, you know, it, it's, it's been, it's been heated at times, but, you know, he never gave up on me. Um, you know, he put me through a lot of, a lot of stuff in the off season that I could tell you a couple stories about. Um, man, he, uh, he made me want to be a consistent guy an everyday kind of guy is what he always talked about. Uh, you know, you can't, you can't be real high one day and real low the next you know just being the same exact guy each each and every day man um because that's how you that's how you become a leader i've always wanted to try and be a leader of the group um but you can't do that if, if they don't trust you right you know you build trust through the through the uh through effort and through consistency so yeah that, that's definitely the big been the biggest you know, curve of my character is, is trying to be more consistent. So, so then when you when you finally reached the, the starting job, then what 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 did that what did that mean to you in that moment when you realized you were starting? Man, it was it was nice to have. You know, it's always nice to have a starting job. You mm-hmm. know, in one base or whatever. But um, it's never it's never kept me from you know slowing down man i've always wanted to be better each day working on something you know at least um you know always you know having a backup you know just because you're a starter doesn't mean you can't get replaced right you know you can easily get replaced so it's always having that person you know coach pickett isn't afraid to to throw somebody who maybe isn't as talented as you above you because you've been slacking Mm -hmm. you know to show you like he's not afraid um and I think I can't remember which game it was this season, but we had a couple of guys miss miss an, an entire half, you know, and we won the game and, and we we dominated. Um, and it was just a point proven to them that we don't, you know, it, it's great to have you on the team, but we don't need you. We can do it with however many guys we have to. Right. So it's always, you know, having that spot's nice, but always working towards getting better. So um, now I mentioned on the early episode of the other podcast here uh, for homecoming when you had back to back sacks there to uh, pretty much seal the win for us. Uh, could you walk me through those back to back sacks there and what you did exactly to secure the sacks to secure the win? Uh, man, I mean it. it, it at the end of the game, mm-hmm. all right, I don't necessarily go in a whole lot. Um, I'm not on a lot of the sub packages. At least I wasn't at the time mm-hmm. for passing sub packages, you know, uh, passing prevent, like a nickel, nickel package or whatever. Um, but, you know, once they got into that red zone, I think it was like, what, the 11, 10 year old? Something, yeah. something like that. That's whenever they put me in. Uh, you know, because I think we still had some time. They still had some time on the clock, so they could still run the ball. You know, whatever. So it was just situational. You know, I, I, you know, just happened to be thrown in there. Um, and actually, I, I think I, I had the tackle on the first down at the line of scrimmage, and that was like, you know, anytime I don't get a whole lot of plays <laughs> <laughs> where I make, uh, but whenever I do, 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty juiced up about it, mm. you know? And so I think that was probably the start, you know, uh, of, of, you know, I was kind of feeling myself for the next, you know, for that series, you know, the next play went by. And then on the third down, that's whenever I had the first one, it mm. was, uh, you know, it was just getting off the ball, man. Um, I think I was going against the right tackle um, and their left tackle was actually, he was a monster, man. That guy was, that guy was pretty good. Um, right tackle, solid guy. Um, I think I just, you know, we had some interior guys press the pocket really well and I was able to get a good angle on the quarterback and I was right there uh, to, to make the tackle. And then it actually, it happened again the next play, you know, as you know, uh, that really couldn't have been made without uh, KKR. Uh, Hawaiian guy, uh, number 75. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce his name. Even, I don't know it either. I, I just call him KK25. <laughs> yeah, KK, like, oh. yeah, that's all, that's all I say, man. I'm, like, okay. I'm not even going to try it. But, you know, that really, uh, him getting that pressure at first um, was really what helped me uh, get the angle on the quarterback again for the second, uh, you know, second sack in a row. <laughs> so, you know, this is this is clearly a team game, man. You know you can't can't do it without that. Your boys on the line, on, you know my boys on the line next to me, man. So now when you got the sack there, I, I saw you do a little celebration. Could you tell me now what what is the what is the process of figuring out the proper sack celebration? Or is that just something that you just come up with at the spur of the moment, or is it is it, <laughs> is it practice? I mean, I have to and ask. I, it's it's it's, it's complete. That one, those, both of those were completely spur of the moments, <laughs> man. I was I was just you know looking over the sideline, seeing I'm all, all my boys like you know getting all hyped up and everything. Uh, that was <laughs> it was it was a, it was a feeling I haven't really had since high school, mm-hmm. man. You know, just looking over and everybody's cheering for you. You know, um, I try to be a team guy and give everybody else the credit, but that was uh, something I haven't really felt like that uh, since high school. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I remember coming off to the sideline. <laughs> and everybody was just around me. I was, I was honestly just trying to get some air, man. I was exhausted, exhausted, man. I was dying. I was. <laughs> it felt great when it happened on the field, but as soon as I got off to the sideline, man, it was like I don't know if you've seen those uh, those videos on Twitter where it's like if you make a play and then like there's a video underneath it and you come onto the sideline and everybody's just beating the dude up. <laughs> <laughs> They're just beating me living crap out of this guy. That's exactly how it was. I was like, man, I can hear everybody saying whatever to me. Coach Pickett was like right in my face. You son of a... <laughs> Where did that come from? You know, uh, uh, I was... It was, it, yeah, just to reiterate, man, it was something I haven't felt in a long, long time and it's something I'll look back on for the rest of my life. You know, just... Uh, a defining moment of, of, of my uh, my senior season is just, you know, that consistent hard work that I've tried to put in my entire career. Mm. You know, all the extra time that you spend after practice working alone, you know, just trying to uh, better yourself each and every day. You know, the consistency really pays off in the end. That's, that's what I wanted to prove to this team. 
Um, now you mentioned earlier here that you have a couple of Coach Smelser stories. Now, I have to uh, give a quick shout out to Coach Smelser. He usually always likes and uh, retweets the podcast, so I appreciate Absolutely. that, Coach. So, um, do you have any Coach Smelser stories you want to share with us? Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have one. It was one of my more difficult days in, in UCL football history. <laughs> it was when we were still over. Uh, in Hamilton Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. man, we uh, we were just getting back from winter break. Mm-hmm. So winter, you know, strength and conditioning for us was just starting. And the first day, uh, first day back in the weight room, they don't they don't they don't wait on this. It's not an ease in kind of time, man. <laughs> you load up 65 per, 60, 65% of your max on the bar and you do 20 reps in a row on squat the first day back (laughs) and he will call groups up Mm -hmm. and so I think I was like the first or second group to go and um, man I think I was the last person under the bar because everybody else had finished and I hadn't done any any working out (laughs) Over winter break, man. Biggest mistake I've always made in my time here is never work, never really working out a whole lot over break, mm-hmm. and and uh, I never quite learned. Um, but uh, you know, I uh, I couldn't I couldn't walk right for the next week and a half because. If if one person in the group, because we they have like eight nine coaches in the in you know in the weight room mm-hmm. watching me, you know at that time I think they had a, a rack a coach per rack, and so they were just watching us. And if you didn't get low enough mm-hmm. or you didn't do all your reps, the entire group is up again right after doing another twenty reps. If you can't, <laughs> so you can fail. What we're saying here? Oh yeah, and I man. It's only it's only one it's only supposed to be one group of twenty mm-hmm. one set of twenty, but I was the one mm-hmm. on the eighteenth rep of mine <laughs> to not go low enough, and he didn't say a thing about it until you get done. So as soon as I got out, out, out under from the bar, I was already hobbling over, mm-hmm. wobbling over to the to the uh, <laughs> to the dumbbell rack, mm-hmm. so I could lean on it, so I I didn't have to put all my weight on my legs. Mm-hmm. And he said, "That group back up under the bar. Eli Hooks isn't low enough." Oh. You have no idea how demoralizing it is as a man. <laughs> Shaky leg, jello legged already, hobbling back over to the bar and having to do another 20 rep. Man, I think once I hit eight, mm-hmm. my rack mates were doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, we had another two sets after everybody finished of five reps mm-hmm. uh, of a higher weight. So, man, it was... Uh, it was it was uh, it was probably one of the most difficult times. I was pale. I was completely my my face was completely white, like copy paper white. And 
man i like i said i didn't walk i didn't walk right for a week and a half my body didn't recover the entire off season after that yeah so and and <laughs> you know i did it to myself man like i said i did it to myself i wasn't working out in the off season you know i was i was feeling myself because i was in college you know living the life and that's whenever semester and I started having some, some uh, <laughs> issues between us because uh, I have I thought I had arrived mm-hmm. by his own words. <laughs> so, after what the case was, absolutely, yeah, it's an absolutely humbling, absolutely humbling experience that you have with that guy. You know, he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna sugarcoat it. He's not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. And I needed it. Uh, I needed to know. Uh, that you know, I doubt. I, I know I, <laughs> college is a lot different in high school. So, uh, so, so, what would you say is your is your favorite moment? Favorite moment, mm-hmm. man. I. <sighs> Honestly, I, I I'd rather. I mean, I. I it's more of a, a favorite. My entire time is with the people. Mm-hmm. It's not just a moment. It's my entire time here is uh, building the relationship with my boys. You know, I mean, relationships are what you miss most whenever you leave the game. Mm-hmm. Is what everybody tells me, and I can already tell that's true. Uh, man, it's it's not necessarily the game, but the relationships that I've built with these people, man. Some of the, some of the, my, I'm actually my best friends I've ever had in my entire life have been from this team. Um, working with these boys uh, every single day in the off season, during the summer, or during the season, man, you, you spend so much time together, joke around so much in the locker room, you know, hang out outside of football. Um, Man, it's not something you want to let go of. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my one of my favorite people on the team is uh, Noah Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he's my boy. You know, he's he's my dude, and I'm gonna miss him a whole lot. You know, he's just he's a true sophomore. Came in last year, and him and I just clicked right away. Um, and. You know, he's, uh, I'll have to come back a few times, at least in the spring and, you know, obviously in the fall, I'll come back and have to hang out with the guy, but, you know, you make, you make lifelong friends from this thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, put a lot of work, a lot of pain that everybody feels, 6 a.m. running, you know, weight sessions, mm-hmm. you know, just working out on the field, whatever. Um, and you know, even even uh, with just the D line itself, every year, you know, there's a different kind of culture. Mm-hmm. And this year, we've been the closest we've ever been, I believe. Um, if not, you know, just one of the closest groups that we've had. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get together most every uh, every week, and we'll go out to eat or whatever. Um, and you know, we'll just we'll just share times that we've had. Uh, together, you know, make you know, make new memories. You know, it's it's one of my favorite parts about it. So, 
The last question for you is, so you, you have two games left. Uh, you got uh, tomorrow, obviously, and then um, postseason play. So, you know, um, whenever you finally walk off the field, finally for the last time, looking back, would you, will, you, will you have any regrets? That's a good question. The only thing I'll think about is, did I do a good enough job for the younger guys? Did I bring them up and lift them up enough to where they're gonna, you know, have a good enough idea of what it is to be a leader for the team? Mm-hmm. Are they gonna look back whenever they're seniors? Are they gonna remember me, you know? Am I going to be the baseline like Tyler Newton was to me? Um, you know, how much of a footprint did I leave on this, on this, you know, on this, for this program, for these guys? You know, the outside world is cool, fans are cool, and everything, but you know, guys in the locker room mean a heck of a lot more to me mm-hmm. than you know. Anybody else that can just be cheering for me in the stands or whatever, you know, obviously I appreciate that a whole lot, everybody coming out. Um, But my impact on them means more to me than anything else. And if anything, that's what my goal is, is to leave, you know, a baseline legacy for them of who they need to be, you know, a consistent guy who's going to be there for his team every single day. who's not going to let his, you know, emotions take over. And, um, you know, someone that's going to, their reason why is their teammates. That's my reason why is, is, is this, is my boys on this team. So. Well, um, now before I end, I had to ask, since you said you're going to, or you plan to go to OSU, you know Bedlam's this week. So I had to ask you now, what, what if, if you were Mike Gundy here, and it, it's coming. You're coming in heavy underdogs. Uh, what? What? How do you come to Norman and come out with the win? <laughs> um, man, I don't know if I want to answer that question. I'm gonna, I'm, if anything, I'm an OU fan. What? Okay, wait, wait. So then, why are you going to to OSU then? Because they have they have uh, my degree, and it's oh, it's, okay. it's it's you know not too expensive. Oh well, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so, so so now when you get to OSU, come back on that. Who you who are you pulling for? Oh, dude. Oh, you. No matter what, man. Boom sooner, man. I mean, at heart, I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a UCL fan. You know, all shows, but when we're talking about that, you I know, Boomer Sooner. Well, how's that gonna work? I mean, you, you, uh, I'm sure it's gonna be some the conference game. Right. I know you, 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 you are on OSU. You're going for OSU. It's gonna be kind of kind of tough. I mean, I feel like they be, they be equivalent of <laughs> like going to Northeastern State and then pulling for UCL. I thought that 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 wouldn't go well. Man, you know. Regardless, I will never wear that ugly orange. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. But what I'm saying is never. that is that you will be purchasing uh, nothing from the uh, from the apparel store. Oh, oh, absolutely not, not, man. My brother's in my brother's in a fraternity over there right now. He's mm-hmm. he's a freshman in, in one of the fraternities of Delta Tau Delta or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, I told him to get me a shirt, but not one that's orange. 
I'm not wearing it, man. I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing it. So quit asking. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. So, <laughs> that is uh, terrible. But in all serious, man, it's uh, I don't know how it is to play Division One, but I do know what it is to play college football. And you you play for each other, and you you know you don't worry. You let the rest take care of itself. You know you you play you play hard for your brothers, and that's 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 what it is, man. Guys to your left and guys to your right. <laughs> well, uh, no, uh, well, but but before before we get out of here, I want to thank you again for, for taking the time to uh, talk talk to us. But uh, I really wanted to um, I mentioned before uh, that Eli was literally the first person I met on my first day of campus, I believe back in twenty. 14? No, no, no. It was I, I came as a I came as a junior from Rose State, so it was 2016, oh, yeah. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. And I know we had uh, we had a uh, mass media effects on society. That's what Dr. David yeah, Nelson. Yeah. And the Dr. first Nelson. two people I ever met were you and JT Looper, who I mentioned before on this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the okay. first two okay. people I met and. Uh, you know, it was just fitting that the first person I met happened to be a football player. Because, uh, but uh, you know, so I, I, I do want to uh, want to personally th- uh, thank you there for making my condition easier. You know, that first day you're always nervous, and then happened to saw the base, and you happened to just didn't know me, came by, sit, uh, asked how I was doing, and took up a friendship with me. And so I really do appreciate that. Um, I, 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 I cherish the moments in that class from those presentations to. Uh, just, just, uh, and then just getting to know you over the course of the past couple of years. I, I, um, I, I really wish you uh, success in your uh, future endeavors. That I will, that I will definitely be pulling for you tomorrow. I'll be in a press box uh, where it is warm. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's gonna be cold tomorrow. It's but I, be I'll cold be there. Tomorrow. I will, I will be there. And as should you, the listeners, uh, two o'clock. Uh, you should take this on important state here with, um, with a win the, the tomorrow, and then a win in postseason. They will have improved on record from last season. So, then um, Eli, I, I thank you for taking the, taking the time to uh, talk to us and I wish you the best of luck tomorrow I really appreciate it man thank you so there you go uh, again that was a one on one interview with UCO senior defensive end Eli Hooks um, you know as I and hopefully you guys saw what I saw and uh, or heard what I heard rather that um, you know it was a great interview um, some things that stuck out to me there uh, was um you know, was was that that next last question before we kind of went off on that uh, OSU OU um, ramble there towards the end was uh, if he you know with the walking off uh, after the final game if he would have any any regrets uh, you know in, in looking him in the eye when he gave an answer um, I can tell that you know being a leader means a lot to him. Um, you know, he, he, he told you all about some of his uh, early struggles in his career. And, and again, I, I appreciate his, his, his uh, uh, honesty on that. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, again, just what you guys can't see uh, was the emotion uh, on Eli's face. Um, you know, it, it was there were there were times, um, you know, it, it, it was emotional for him. And again, I, I appreciate him. uh 
letting it all out there um it really does mean mean uh, mean a lot um and and so uh you know i i just wanted you all to get to know the person eli hook i know i mentioned him what he does on the field but i i wanted to get you an idea of what he's like off the field and and from personal experience uh with eli eli again is a great guy uh a great friend as a matter of fact the first class i ever had at uco um i believe was mass media effects on society with dr david david nelson and uh, i was sitting on the bench uh outside of his class and eli just happened to walk up and and uh did didn't know me from adam and eve and um started started talking to me and and, and pretty quickly I, you know i realized that hey this is a pretty cool pretty cool dude and you know i'm i'm glad that uh i had the fortune to cross paths with eli early in my uco uh, career and 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 i definitely um it, it definitely means a lot to me, um, you know, for him to come out there and speak to me. He didn't he didn't have to do that, uh, but he did. I think that just shows the kind of character Eli is. And, um, you know, I I, uh, I wish him much success um, in grad school and his future endeavors. Uh, again, um, you know, it, 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 it was it was. Uh, you know, it was it was definitely interesting for me. You know, this first time I'm actually interviewing somebody that I like personally, kind of personally know, and and um, you know, I think you could tell uh, that it was more conversational than the one with Cliff Bobek, where it, it was still conversational, but you know, this one was was a tad more personal. I, I kind of knew a little bit more about Eli, and um, so you know, all in all, I hope you all enjoyed it uh, again. Um, for uh, for more on the important statement, I'm not going to ruin it here because I do um, want you all to uh, tune into the uh, the, the other Tulsa podcast, the, the normal Tulsa podcast. We will uh, recap it um, and discuss the postseason. There is postseason news, so you definitely want to stick around for that. We will discuss the postseason and then my plans. Uh, for the podcast moving forward into basketball season, uh, the off season, and beyond. So again, thank y'all for listening. Uh, my name is JG Smooth, and I'm t- I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Have a beautiful time.